Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios with your hosts, Adam Lund and Jeremy Boucher. Welcome back and welcome into the studio for the latest episode of the Wildcast Podcast, your unofficial voice for all things Moncton Wildcats. And now welcome into you watching on YouTube. If you're new to the show on YouTube, as always, I am your host, Adam Lund, and I am here with my favorite co-hoster, the Mass Singer aficionado, the Hell's Kitchen aficionado, what else we got, Big Brother aficionado, government bringing hockey back aficionado, Mr. Jeremy Boucher. Mr. Boucher, how are you? Doing well, Adam. How are you? I'm doing great. Sunny? I feel like uh, we're we're going to start off by like a conversation like we'd have in the food court of the mall. Yeah. (laughs) How about that weather? Yes. How about that weather? It's uh, Holy smokes. Nothing like playoff weather with regular season hockey. Yeah, I'm I'm showing off the legs here today and Sun's uh, out, guns out. That's right. Well, except for you know the hoodie there, but <laughs> I got well, yeah, my uh, my Collingwood Blues, Ontario Junior Hockey League. Uh, for anybody who's ever been to Collingwood, uh, Beaver and the Bulldog is one of the best restaurants you'll ever go to. Oh, really? Yes, their wings are phenomenal. Like a pub style? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, they got this dry rub that's like uh, Australian lemon myrtle. Ooh. Which is fantastic. That sounds delightful. There's also uh, tequila and lime. Oh. Yep. Good enough to slap your mama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I was 15, 20 degrees outside today. Like, like it's yeah. so weird going to hockey with this kind of weather. Really nice out. Really nice. But that. Uh, When's our next game? Friday night. Friday night. And that's going to take a turn for the worst. Probably, <laughs> probably a snowstorm Friday night brings us back to the hockey weather. Uh, no, no complaints. Especially work outside, no complaints. No. So, uh, yeah, we've been on uh, podcasting, Spotify, Apple, I, iTunes for almost three years now. And we thought, you know what? We can't harness these pretty faces anymore. So we thought, why not bring it to YouTube? Why not let the people see who we are? That's right. And just get a bigger audience, right? Able to recognize us around the rink. I know they know you, yeah, your jersey. Yeah, I got. But I'm kind of like the lone wolf, you know. I just hide <laughs> up in the in the uh, nosebleed section, and uh, nobody seems to know who I am because well, it's tough to really see somebody's face right now. Yeah, these exactly. Masks, but this is what we uh, we look like underneath the masks, and uh, you know, if you think we uh, uh, if you think we look good without our masks on, hit that subscribe button, give us a <laughs> thumbs up, and uh, we uh, we're, we'll be happy about that. Yes. All right. Well, let's get into. Let's get into the show. Uh, Hell's Kitchen. Jordan was finally eliminated this past week. Um, no black coats like you thought maybe, but they they didn't do a normal service. They kind of went to two different uh, fundraisers, Sarah McLaughlin, Chris Long, uh, which did you know Kevin Lowe was there? I Kevin didn't. Lowe was – I just quickly saw him. Um, he knows a thing or two about winning. Okay. Uh, yeah. he, was, he was there with Chris Long's uh, foundation, but uh, no black jackets, but they were all kind of in charge of different parts, and you could see that Jordan just – she knows how to cook. She knows how to be a part of a team. Just showed up. She didn't quite know how to lead. It's starting to get too predictable. I said yeah, Jordan. Yeah, this, yeah. I, I said Jordan last week, right? Uh, I just know this show. I just know that show really. Uh, well, you've watched it for nineteen years, eighteen exactly. seasons, you, I guess. You know, you kind of get an idea of, uh, of what's going to happen, and I don't like those. Uh, I don't like when they shut it down for a night. I like when they actually have a, a service. So hopefully that's uh, hopefully that's back this week. I didn't yeah. really enjoy last week's episode. Uh, just not uh, not into those uh, closing down Hell's Kitchen for special events, and I like uh, I like the service. I like uh, I like when they have the VIP tables in the kitchen and and all that. So I I just need a I need a service back. I need a regular regular service. Mm-hmm. 
What did the the blue team won a pool day and it was raining, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 They like, got to go to like a, a spa or like a hotel or something, and uh, when they got there, it was raining, so they couldn't even enjoy the pool. But uh, no, the games room was was actually pretty nice. I think I'd probably hang out in that games room. And the spread, the food spread, yeah, the, barbecue the barbecue spread. Oh man, I had my mouth watering more than the show does. <laughs> yes. Uh, hundred <laughs> percent um so yeah and now i mean you're a big brother canada fan i am not i have seen one season the first season big brother us so the floor is yours to the youtube audience uh episode three was last wednesday sunday i don't even know what days they are oh it's it's uh it's a lot more than episode three uh but i think they've been through three or four evictions now um, so we had Victoria as a how to household, Spicy V, as she likes to call herself. Uh, and she wasn't scared to make big moves. You know, uh, this early in the game, you, you always seem to, uh, people try, seem to back off and just make the, you know, they don't want to get uh, blood on their hands. They don't have a target on their back. And mm-hmm. uh, But no, Victoria was really aggressive. Uh, put up two tar- two really big targets. Uh, I forget who they were again. Kiefer and uh, um, Latoya, I think it was. And uh, Latoya actually went, ended up uh, going home. And uh, later that night, Kiefer won the head of household. So, you know, on the block uh, one minute and then head of household the next. That was uh, that was a big move on his part. He put up um, my boy Rohan and uh, and Kyle uh, from uh, the hockey coach from from Red Deer. Right. And my boy Rohan won that uh, POV. So he's uh, he's safe again this week. So he's he's doing well. And uh, they put up uh, Austin as the replacement nominee. So we have uh, Austin and um, Kyle up for up for uh, eviction this week. Okay. So it should be uh, should be interesting. Another couple, you know, two two targets, uh, which is this actually makes this season pretty uh, pretty neat because, like I said earlier, it's not uh, it's not common that you see big moves, you know, big players being. Uh, being voted out this early in the season how's tara doing my random pick of looking at their faces and picking one she's she's doing all right uh i think the uh, the intensity the of, of the game is, is starting to get to her all right okay um so i don't know if that's going to kind of make her uh a little vulnerable in the next uh the next couple, couple weeks i think she needs to start aligning herself with uh with other people mm-hmm. uh, if she wants to make it further in the game Perfect. And if you're wondering why this is a hockey podcast talking about Hell's Kitchen and Big Brother, this all started with our love of the mass Singer. Uh, we're on season five now. We've been doing this week after week when it's on. This has probably been the latest. We've actually been talking regular season hockey and mass Singer, and we might get the full season in depending how long of a, a playoff run, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But mass Singer Group B was last week. Uh, Grandpa Monster, Piglet, Phoenix, Chameleon, Black Swan, um... You knew who Phoenix was right away. I did not. I didn't know that voice. Uh, mm-hmm. It was Caitlyn Jenner. Mm-hmm. Right off the hop. Yeah, right, right off the hop. It was, um, you know, you you, I, you picked up on the Caitlyn Jenner voice right away. I thought maybe like a, like a Eugene Levy or, or a Dan, uh, mm-hmm. his, his son Dan. Um, but no, it was Caitlyn Jenner, just the height uh, of the Phoenix costume. Uh, you had a... I, I was fairly confident. As soon as I heard the voice, I knew it was Caitlyn Jenner, uh, and uh, it, it was obvious. This is one of the more obvious ones I've ever, I've one, ever encountered. Yeah, once they uh, once they announced it, you're just like, rewind, rewind, rewind. Oh there yeah, that's is. exactly yeah. yeah. Now 
I'm not a big into the Kardashians family, so I don't really know what she sounds like. Mm-hmm. But I was just once you got into it, I was like, once I heard the name, I was like, yeah, that's that makes sense. Um, do you got guesses for the other four? Because I got one guess, and I don't know who the other three are. I have a I have a few actually. Yeah. This is uh, this was kind of an I wouldn't say an easy one, but one for Black me Swan to... is not. Uh, Mila Kunitz. Mila Kunitz. No, no that, that's that, not. That was my way too, too easy, way too early prediction, and it's not even close. So Black Swan. Do you remember the singer JoJo? She had the song called "Leave, Get Out." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's JoJo. Canadian, right? Is she Canadian? Well, let's just see if Google knows that. Because uh, we had JoJo Siwa was on yeah. one of the previous seasons. No, she's American. Oh, okay, cool. She's from uh, Brattleboro, Vermont. All right. Um, so I think it's I think it's JoJo. Uh, I think it's uh, just uh, you know it's someone who you know she was pretty big. I remember leave that leave song by JoJo was a yeah, big yeah, hit yeah, yeah. way back in the day. On much music, yes, <laughs> much music with uh, Rick Rick, uh, Rick Campanelli, Campanelli, yeah. yeah, and that blonde haired guy. I forget what his name is. Uh, I, I I'm stomped on this one. Yeah. I'm not even gonna say it. No, uh, but I think it's JoJo. Um, I know Strombolopoulos was on it Strombolo- too. Yeah, yeah Strombo. Uh, Chameleon, or Chameleon, I think it is. Yeah, Chameleon. Wiz Khalifa. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, and my guess for uh, the piglet is either Nick Lachey or AJ McLean from the Backstreet Boys. Uh, well, as the resident Backstreet Boy guy on this show, uh, I like, I'm pretty sure it's not him. Um. I just I don't think it's his voice. He's got a pretty distinct. He's like Nick Carter. He's got a pretty distinctive mm-hmm. voice. Um, for Piglet, I am ninety five percent sure that Piglet is Casey Kale, um, not Call Casey Kale. And for those of you who don't know him, he was on the twenty ten Bachelor season with Ali Fatowski. I'm not a Bachelor guy. Um, in my previous life, I my ex wife watched it a lot, and it was on, so I watched this one season because it was a pure tire fire. This guy was a pure tire fire. Um, a lot of the clues were bachelor, bachelorette style. Uh, if you remember, the piglet has a heart and kind of an axe tattoo. Casey on the show went and got a heart and a, a suit of armor type shield for Allie to guard and protect his heart. That was his whole stick. He sang a lot, not well, but he sang a lot. So I'm I'm like 95% sure that piglet is Casey Kale. And again, the first week brings you with so many clue in here, 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 here. It'll be interesting to see what happens when we actually get down to the rest of them. Chameleon, I kind of feel like it's an NBA player. Um, I just don't know who. And that's... I don't even know who I'm leaning towards. Thankfully, we got a couple... Well, it's wild card week this yes. week. So we won't see these singers again for... Uh... For at least a few weeks, yep. a couple of weeks, uh, so we've got some time to um, to look, narrow down our uh, our guesses. Yep, uh, Mass Singer goes tonight. It's Group A. It's Wild Card Night. So again, Russian Doll, Seashell, Robopine, Raccoon, and Wild Cards. We have no idea what they look like, who they are. They haven't even showed them, so I don't even know how the Wild uh, Wild Card play will work. But as always, you can follow us now on YouTube. And you can follow us on the social medias on Twitter at Monk to Wildcast and on Instagram at Wildcast Podcast. Something we haven't done uh, the past few weeks was have a quick question, which is uh, we used to have this every week, but we've we kind did, of been yeah. slacking off, you know, haven't been pulling up our socks. So it came up with one. 
Got the idea from the boys up in Bathurst on uh, La Route de Junior. I was going to say it just because I know Adam would botch it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They kind of gave me the idea last yep. week where they uh, they kind of give you the scenario of you are the GM or director of Hawk Operations, whichever way uh, you like your title to be uh, to be set, of an expansion team. Which way do you like your title? Would you rather be director of Hockey Operations I do, or yeah. general manager? I like the I like the director of okay. Hockey Operations. So. I prefer general manager. So okay. all right. So you're the you're the director. I guess you're the general manager. I guess yeah. you like it that way. So you're the general manager of an expansion yeah. team coming into the queue next season, and I want you to name me three forwards, two defensemen, and a goalie. Now you can only pick. You can't pick more than one player from one team. Be smart about it. Uh, if you're a player that's you know if you're an O one and they're drafted and signed to an NHL team, mm-hmm. chances are they won't be back next year. Um, so be smart about it. Uh, and I also want you to tell me where your team would play out of and uh, kind of give me a, a team name as well. All right. Uh, how do you, you want to start from the back end out? Are yeah, gonna, let's do that. What's are we going to uh, alternate or do you want, who's going first? You go first. Tell me your goalie. Right. Uh, so for the goaltender from the Trois Rivier Aces. Okay. That nice. is my team. Very yeah. Good. Uh, we are going to go with, uh, I'm a big believer in having a veteran in the back, um, especially with an expansion team. You want to get fans in the rink. You want to win. Um, so I'm going to go with Jonathan Lemieux uh, coming off what could be a championship season this year with Valdor, uh, maybe in a goalie of the Western Conference. I'm going to go with from the Valdor Fourier, Jonathan Lemieux. Nice choice. Nice Thank choice. You. So me, I'm bringing a team back to Granby, Quebec. Nice. I haven't had a Q team since 1997 when they moved to... Okay, Breton. Hey, <laughs> yes! I got it. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to stick with the old previous name. We're going to be the Granby Predators. Like, the I like Predator, it. Yeah, yeah. The, the Granby. Uh, and uh, I'm actually going to stick uh, with my goalie. I'm staying here in Moncton, and I'm going young. I'm going with uh, Vincent Fillion for my goalie. That's a good goal, and I'm sure we're going to talk about him in uh, in a little bit. Spoiler alert! Yeah. <laughs> All right, you want to go with the uh, what are your defensemen? Or you want uh, to... yeah, I'll start with the I'll go okay. with my D. Um, so I'm going to have Vincent Fillion in uh, in net. Uh, on my D, I'm going to have Evan Noss from the Quebec Ramparts. Good one. And I'm also have Isaac Bellavo from Gatineau. All right, I'm going to go uh, Tristan Leno from Gatineau, the Olympique, and then from Ramuski, I'm going to go with Jeremy Biakapatuka. Oh, big physical defenseman. Yeah, yeah. I like, I like sets it. the tone. Mm-hmm. And you know what? You can't pick from the same team. Him and Lemieux kind of know each other. There's a little bit of familiarity there. Uh, so I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with him on the back end. I like it. Uh, forwards. I'll get you to kick this one off. All right, forwards. Uh, if anyone's been listening to the show on you know on the podcast version, and now you're gonna find out. Uh, big Zach Larue fan. We both are. Uh, we wanted him. Uh, to be picked by Moncton, he was. We hated uh, sending him away. But uh, my forward from Halifax is Zach LaRue. My centerman is from the Schwinnigan Cataract, Maverick Bork. And then uh, you got to go hometown pick. Um, fastest kid alive, Yoan Loshing from the Moncton Wildcats. Um, I think that's a pretty good uh, pretty good five to, to get some butts in the seats with some Ws. What I like about this game is we didn't have a single duplicate. Yeah, we thought we might. Yeah, I thought there was going to be maybe a defenseman uh, that uh, we might have, um, that we might have both had, but okay. I, I get, I'm, I'm glad we didn't. Yeah. Uh, so my three forwards, I'm going to Bathurst. I'm taking Riley Kidney. That's a good one. 
Uh, I'm also go- and then I'm going to Valdor to grab Justin Robida as my center. Mm-hmm. And then on my right side, I'm going to Schwinniken to get Olivier Nadeau. So I've got. Uh, so we got on the same teams. Yeah. Just yeah. So we've got. Uh, I think it's three. I've got uh, two O threes. I'm not sure. Riley Riley Kidney. You see an O three or an O two? I'm drawing a blank right now. On he that was drafted one. last year. Was he? Yeah, I believe so. Okay, so he was an O three then. Yeah. So I've got three O threes on my on my forward group. I've got two O twos on the back end. I've got an O four in net. So. Little little combination of uh, of uh, of talent, I guess if you want to put it that way. But still, every player will be back next next year and having uh, having big years. That's the key. Is um, it was the key is for the rest of your team is set up by who you took in goal. Because mm-hmm. if you took like if I didn't take uh, Lemieux from Valdor, I was taking Robida. Right. Um, I didn't want to take Moncton because uh, like Philion because I kind of thought you did. And you know, you're gonna build a team. You gotta have a, a veteran type goaltender for me. Uh, so it's your goaltender was set up by who the rest of your who was your first pick? Like my when, first pick. Like when you did it. When you did I it. Philly was my first pick. Was he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I wanted. I wanted to start a. I wanted to start young and then and and work my way out. Uh, I'm I'm happy with my team. Well, yeah, of course you are. <laughs> all, the, all the GMs are. are yeah. uh, Adam, uh, Jeremy Boucher here reporting for the uh, the Wildcast podcast. Yep. Uh, uh, you just finished your first uh, your first career, uh, I guess your first ever expansion draft. How do you mm-hmm. feel about uh, going into the season in, in Trois-Rivières? Well, obviously, first of all, thanks for uh, having me on. Um, you know what? I think we've got a good mix. I think we've got a little bit more of a veteran crew than, than most expansions. I really like Lemieux in the back end. Uh, and I think Bianca Patuka is just that that mean defenseman that you want, and, and our skill up front is is second to none, and we'll compete and we'll, we'll win a lot of hockey games. This well is Adam Lund from Wildcats Podcast. I'm here with Jeremy Boucher of the Grand Prix Predator, the Director of Hockey Operations. You've just finished your first expansion draft. Just give me a feel on, on what you think your team can do this season. Well, you know, um, really surprised that these players were, were made available <laughs> from their uh, from their franchises. Hey, so yes, that's the had, first one. We had that opportunity to to grab uh, five really five really good players uh, right off the bat. Uh, we, we feel they're going to be uh, immediate uh, make immediate impact. And you know, uh, once once we're out there, we know that uh, everybody's going to be contributing, and all lines are firing, <laughs> and uh, it's going to feel great. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that is a perfect, uh, perfect hockey interview, and I think actually Kidney was drafted two years ago. I don't even remember when he. Yeah, he was. Okay, he was drafted right. in 2019, so I couldn't remember. So um, quick question. Yeah, we're that was a good on, one. We're back at it. It'd be interesting. We'll put that poll on Twitter to see who's uh, Team Adam or Team Jeremy. There you go. And see like, which, uh, which five what's people. That movie again uh, with the, the the vampires. Vampire Diaries. No, the uh, oh. Uh, Twilight. Twilight, that's team it. Jacob, team Jacob, team whatever. Are you, are you team, team Adam you're... or are you team Jeremy? <laughs> I like it. All right, let's get to some news and notes from around the queue. News and notes from around the queue. We're going to the playoffs. We're going to the playoffs. Playoffs? <laughs> are you kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Yeah, that's what we thought maybe early in the season when we didn't know if we were going to make the playoffs. But again, for the third straight year since I've been here, not a big deal. Moncton is qualified for the playoffs. Uh, and spoiler alert, every team qualifies for the playoffs. Um, the Q denounced today. So their their final protective environment uh, 
is March 31st to April 2nd. Baycomo, Sherbrooke, Renderanda, Victoriaville. Should have kept track. Is every team did every team host in a protective environment? No I'm idea. gonna have to go look at that because I. No idea. Yeah, that's not something I'd keep track of. No, I, I just hit me as I was reading the names. I was like, did every? So they're gonna finish March 31st to April 2nd. Uh, that's their final one. So I'm guessing that's when I wrote the show doc. That was the end of their season. Um, they're moving into the playoffs sooner rather than later. So they're qualifying rounds. Best of five series from April 8th to 15th. Each division, the sixth seed will face three, while five plays against four. Positions one and two will receive the bye, which we kind of thought um, the Maritimes division would do. And then the second round, the lowest seed takes on number one. The second lowest seed takes on number two, and so on as we get going. Um, the quarterfinals, what do they got here? The West will play the lowest from the East. So they kind of cross over, and the two winners will advance to the semifinal round. But bringing it back to closer to home, the six Maritime teams will qualify for the playoffs. Uh, six, five, and four will play two knockout games. So six will play five. Team four will wait. The winner of that will play team four, while the other three teams will sit and watch a one-game knockout. Yeah, so if you look at the standings right now, you get a one-game knockout between Cape Breton and Halifax, and uh, Moncton's waiting. Uh, so We'll take it. We'll take it, <laughs> right? Because, I mean... You got to look at it this way, folks. Uh, when last season ended, we had a night. We we figured that, yeah, we we, we figured we might lose some games. Uh, you know, we we knew we that we'd have be losing Pelche. We knew we'd be losing Spence, uh, and other pieces along the way. They're getting, they're guaranteed one playoff game, which to me was one game more than I was expecting. Yeah. Right. Um. Did I, I? I didn't. You know, if we were going to go with this the regular playoff scenario where the the bottom two teams don't make the playoffs, I, I you know, I'm not saying that I thought Moncton was going to be a bottom a bottom two team, but you know, they didn't look didn't look fantastic, but mm-hmm. they're they're definitely doing a little better than I was expecting. So one one playoff game, I'll take it. Right, we'll take it. Uh, if it's if we're literally waiting for. Halifax and Cape Breton to, to, to beat each other up and we get the survivor. Even better, right? Yeah. It's uh but uh you know in all honesty, I, I um just because we have to wait until you know, at least the nineteenth of April uh to uh to get that bubble, I don't think we'll be seeing Charlottetown. I don't think we'll be seeing Halifax and I don't think we'll be seeing Cape Breton for the rest of the season. Until uh, the playoffs, yeah. Yeah. So we have to fight against St. John and Bathurst for the rest of the regular season to stay ahead of how we've got to fight with those two teams to right. stay ahead of exactly so points are points are very important yeah. uh and i think we'll we'll get into it later on about how that game sunday afternoon was kind of uh a little hurts yeah, a little when was, it comes to points uh, yeah so we'll get into that but hey i'll take i'll take a one game playoff uh if it's in if it's in moncton i'll be even happier yeah uh, I guess it's probably going to be whoever the highest seeding team is that gets that home. If it's if Moncton's in the five six game against, you got to think it's Cape Breton. Yeah, uh, I really don't think Cape Breton's going to get so many wins uh, from now until the end of the season to catch mm-hmm. Moncton, considering they're playing teams. I mean, they're not going to beat Charlottetown. No, uh, they they might win a couple games against Halifax, uh, but I don't think they're going to be able to surpass um, or get into that five slot. Mm-hmm. 
so that you know that five slot would be the would be the home game which would be which would be huge uh you know anytime you get a one game knockout at home ice pressure's on you but i think the team <laughs> is 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 young enough uh and you know they'll want that experience right they'll want to yeah. go they'll want more right they'll be hungry for more yeah and you know it, richie's talked about it a few times in some interviews 18 games they're basically a game two games now on under 500 um you're taking that and i thought i'm i like the one game knockout because there's so much pressure but i was hoping for like a best of three mm-hmm. kind of scenario so at least you know you have that one bad game and it's over it's, it's it sucks um but it's i didn't realize this but cape breton has more wins than halifax do they? Yes, they have twelve wins in Cape Breton. Uh, Cape Breton has twelve, and Halifax has eleven. Ah, uh, yes, the old overtime losses. Halifax has the same number of wins as the Acadie Bathurst Teton. Yep. Hmm. Gotta love those winning percentage. Uh, <laughs> those winning percentages. Yeah, those overtime losses are big for Halifax yeah. right now. And Moncton got one of them. Four, yeah. Yep. Four points up on. Four points up on on uh, Cape Breton, but it's really the point. It's really the the percentage right now, right? Yep. Um, so yeah, that's gonna that's actually a tighter race. Uh, it's gonna be a tighter race than I thought. Yeah, and Moncton and Halifax have been flip flopping for the past while. And not only do we want to make the playoffs, okay, not only do we want to have home ice in the playoffs, we also want to stay out of that bottom five because mm-hmm. as part of that uh, Larue trade and uh, Gru and and McIsaac, they have our first overall, so that's first right. rounder. So mm-hmm. it does become a lottery pick if we finish in the bottom five. Um, some other news. Uh, Jacob Stewart and Liam Leonard were both suspended two games for a staged fight in the game on Sunday, March 21st. Uh, I've got thoughts on this, and I'll probably keep them until we get to the recap. But I, I see what the queue is doing with the staged fight. I, uh, you know, I thought it'd be, you know, Denis had tweeted maybe it was one game. I think I'm a little bit surprised it's two. Uh, but they're trying to really crack down on fighting by kicking them out, giving them large penalties, and now you get two minutes for stage fighting so i mean i could i could stage a fight with you right now it doesn't mean i'm going to miss the next two <laughs> podcasts right uh i will though after yeah. getting my ass kicked <laughs> oh, I, i'm a teddy bear uh, no i yeah it's the rules are the rules right yeah. it, it was uh i don't think it's his i don't think it was jacob stewart's first stage fight no uh which was why it was an automatic two gamer uh if it was his first i think it'd probably be a one gamer but uh that's that's just what you uh, sometimes the the cards you got to play the hand that yep. uh, that you get right, and uh, you know his. Uh, I, I've been pretty uh, tough on him, I guess. Uh, not necessarily calling out his name in in cases, but you know he's. I think I, I can't complain with what he's with what he's brought. No, uh, he's uh, he's been a lot better than than I was expecting from uh, from someone who I thought maybe his job was on the line. Mm-hmm. training camp so I, i'm happy and he's to me i think he's he's played i think he's played him spot played himself into a spot next season yeah yeah i would um yeah i'm if i go back and look the game on saturday that wild one he was 12 16 in the faceoff dot mm-hmm. like he's really worked on his faceoffs he's become an excellent penny killer with uh francis langwall he's a leader he's, yeah uh, so it's gonna be lead. tough to lose him yeah. for two games yeah uh, I, I've been probably his number one critic, right? Yeah. Uh, I've been a big fan of Jacob Stewart since he came into the league. 
Uh, no offense, Jake. Uh, but not the person. Not we love Jake yeah. the person. Just the player. It's the on the ice. Right. Sometimes. Uh, but I, I I have nothing nothing but good things to say. Yeah. He has surpassed my expectations this season. Yeah, I I'm I'm happy for him. And so both uh, so Jake will miss the Wednesday game tonight against Bathurst, and he will miss the final home game of the March restart uh, on Friday against St. John. So a little bit of a better trade-off for St. John there if you taking both of those players out of the lineup, but I'll get into that a little bit uh, a little bit later. So your team of the week finally had a Wildcat as part of it, so your forwards were Mannix Landry, Jacob Hudson, and Xavier Bargo. Uh, Noah Lowen, Luca Cormier were the defensemen, and Colton Ellis was the goaltender. I don't know if Colton Ellis is going to let a puck in again. <laughs> he's, something, he's, like, he's, he's something else. Like, yeah. He's having a really good year. And you but... can say what you want about the teams he's playing, but you mm-hmm. still got to stop the puck. There's some skill in Halifax. There is. And, and there's it, there's players that can get that, yep. get it past in, in Cape Breton, too. Like, it's now I know why, you know, now I know why St. Louis signed him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I probably wouldn't have said that two months ago. Uh, I, I just thought maybe he was a little, I wouldn't say overrated, but. Uh, uh, but he was behind two good, really good Ramuski teams, too. Yes. Yeah. So I thought maybe he was just kind of a beneficiary of being on yeah. good teams. Yeah. He's on a very good team in Charlottetown <laughs> still, but he's, like you said, it, he's stopping the puck. Yeah. And what's 18? 18 shutouts. 18th career shutout. Yeah. Then that's a league record or something like that, too. That's crazy. Like, that's uh, big ups. Big ups to Colton Ellis. Yeah. It, it, it kind of reminds us of us last year of. Uh, Rodrigue, come in from a very good Voltageur team. Took him a while to get going, but after the Christmas break, he really started to just bear in. He, we didn't let a goal in for the final two games before the right. shutdown. Like you yeah. shut out Valdor or shut out the Voltageur and shut out the Eagles. So, um, yeah, it's it's a product of who you play, but it doesn't take much to have a a bounce here, a bounce there, and you don't have that shutout. He's been dialed in and. They look like a team that them and Valdor are set to meet, but you never know when you get to the playoffs. Maybe we'll be the four seed against the one seed and shock the world. Maybe we'll be the four seed and shock the I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. Um, yeah. All right. So that's your news around the notes. So let's uh, let's get to the rewind. Weekly rewind. What a Wild week, no pun intended for the Wildcats. As they go one, one, zero, oh, and one. Uh, they fall to seven, nine, one, and one for a four forty-four uh, percentage. Good enough for fourth place in the division. All right, let's get into this thing. Wednesday, um, we're always expecting hard-fought games against St. John. They've been back and forth, back and forth. Wildcats six to two. Um, I don't think anybody. Saw that coming. Just a, a very tight game and just exploded in the third period for three goals. Just kind of, aside from one shift, and it was just after the penalty, I think it was the uh, I think it was the Pilot hooking penalty in the second. St. John had it in the zone for about four minutes. Just kept, they were changing. They had shots. And other than that shift and maybe a few other spots, they didn't look like the team that was supposed to dominate Moncton. I think Moncton controlled a lot of that hockey game. Oh, hundred percent. It was uh, it, it was a lot of uh, a lot of Moncton. I think it just comes back to you know to what I've been saying about St. John, right? It's mm-hmm. if you hit them, 
you're gonna have a really good chance to win. Yep. Uh, and they were they hit St. John. They were super aggressive. They were pesky. They were opportunistic. Uh, you name it. That was the Moncton Wildcats were were that. Uh, I think opportunistic is probably the best word to describe that game. Uh, it was. It's funny because during the first period, um, I tweeted something about the uh, the Wildcats uh, being a bakery because they're cooking up some fresh turnovers. <laughs> But yep. really, at the end of the game, it was you look back and it was literally Moncton just took advantage of all the St. John turnovers. Uh, that was wild. Um, just uh, you don't expect this team to go into St. John and win 6-2. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I didn't expect that. I was uh, I was very happy with that performance. That's the team that we need. And uh, if that's the team that we get, you know, for the rest of these games – we're going to win. Yeah. Right. And we're going to win. This is the performance that the team needs to bring every night. Uh, that's the goaltending we need every night. Uh, I don't think there's a single thing I can say bad about that game. Uh, the turnovers in the first period. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. But it didn't end up at the back of the net. Right. And, and it's... for this team to win, DLC has to have the A games. Mm-hmm. And this was his A game. Right. And. The whole team has to have an A game. We're not going to get away with a B, a B effort or a C effort. Um, you know, A plus, maybe B minus. But for the most part, you got to have an A game every night. And Wednesday night, they absolutely brought an A effort. Out shooting the the Sea Dogs thirteen to five in the third period. And you don't you don't score six goals on twenty five shots on Zachy Mo every night. No. Uh, so I think it started. I mean. St. John got that first goal shorthanded, and then Moncton came back with their own shorthanded goal. By the Uh, aforementioned Jake Stewart. Right. So for me, that was kind of where where it started to to come around. Yeah. Once you uh, shorthanded goals will lift up any team. Uh, But, you know, you saw St. John kind of take advantage of it. They had their first goal shorthanded, but then you come right back and and kind of even things out. Same thing with your own shorthanded goal. Mm Mm-hmm yeah you're back on level playing field but it's it, it evens everything out and then you just have to pick away at it pick away at it you get a late goal in the first period and you know that was i have nothing wrong to say about that effort nope there's uh you know I, I they, they always talk about the goals in the in the last minute of a period mm-hmm. and barbashev who good lord that guy's driving the bus and we'll get into the in a minute that goal in the third, like with thirty seconds left, I think it kind of deflated St. John. Like they didn't, they come out in the second, and I mean they outshot him sixteen to five, and DLC was on, but mm-hmm. it it kind of took the wind out of their sails. They yeah. were down two one going into mm-hmm. the first period instead of you know one one, and now they get the first one in the second. It's a completely different hockey game, right? And you look at it's St. John got that tied it up at two. It was late in the second period. And then you're thinking, okay, well, crap, you know, they're going to get that, that yeah. it wasn't late, late. I think it was like five minutes left. They're like, okay, they're going to have that momentum the rest of the period and going into the third period. But no, Moncton ties it up like what, 30 seconds later? 30 seconds later, yeah. So, it, and that to me is what kind of, St. John had that momentum, right, for 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And then it was just, it was, that was deflation. That was brought, that's what brought St. John kind of back down to, back down to the earth. And, Third period, all Moncton. Uh, Moncton seems to be a third period team ever since the restart. 
That's a perfect transition because I just have I have the evidence to back that up, sir. There we go. All right, first period, uh, their goals for 19, goals against 17. Uh, second period, not so much. Uh, goals for 18, goals against 33, and then they're dead even in goals for and goals against with 27 uh, goals for and 27 goals against. So they come out firing on all cylinders, and then that second period, it's like they go in and like, can we can we not have intermissions? Can we just yeah. keep going? And then have a third period intermission, but yeah, you're you're bang on. They they seem to, I don't know what it said in the after forty, but they seem to figure it out um, after forty. And the the next one was was even more wild than the one before. Uh, Vincent Filion got his first start at home, and he battled. He battled. Uh, Nathan Casey made his Wildcats debut. Uh, an eight-seven shootout loss, and it was old-time hockey. Old-time hockey. Yep, one-one after twenty, five-four, six-four, five-four after forty, and then yeah, seven-seven after sixty. Like that was a fun hockey game to be a part of. It was fun. Uh, it was um, different. Um, you kn- you could tell how much they wanted to get that win for Philia. Yeah. Uh, it just, you know, it sucks that they didn't, uh, but at the same time, he's going to have way, way more opportunities. I think he knows he, he could have played better. There was a few saves. I mean, you got to give him credit because I think it was late in the third. St. John might've had a, like a breakaway with like 30 seconds left yeah. and he shut the door and then in overtime, shut he the shut door the door. Twice. Yeah. Uh, and once you get to a shootout, you know, it just what a great way to ruin a ruin a hockey game is it's going to a shootout. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not going to complain about that. It was probably this the most team... entertaining game since Ramuski. Oh yeah. Since the overtime game yeah, against it... Ramuski last season. Mm-hmm. I think this that's one the most was, entertaining I've been. This one for me was just like when I'm tweeting during the game, I couldn't keep up. Yeah. Right. It was just every time I turn around, there's a goal. Right. And it's like, Oh my God, come on. Yeah. Um, that Ramuski game though was, like it's not it uh, does it compare I mean yeah it's the most fun i've had like the, the intensity just, wasn't there but just the fun of yeah the, the comeback and the goal we're coming back goal, yeah exactly the the the, the Ramuski game was just intense yeah it was two really good teams going at it uh superstars on each team yeah. uh just uh, just a, and an atmosphere was unreal too mm-hmm. this game is just i'm i really want to i wish someone had a radar gun on that jackson bellamy slap shot oh that was a rocket. I don't know how far, how fast that shot was, but my God, that had to be at least 90 miles an hour. Yeah. Like that was, I think Philion's still looking for it. <laughs> yeah. Like he, I'm, he, I'm he, not, I don't think he can, he can't find it because he's, he, yeah. he didn't even see it. Uh, and I think same thing with the, was it uh, Loshing's wrist, wrist, wrister in that, in that game too. Again, yeah. Um, but still, I mean, you can tell that Jackson Bellamy shot was a lot faster than Loshing wrist shot. Holy God! Yeah, I'm nine rows up, and I didn't. I can usually see the puck. Yeah, from from slap shots, and I had no idea. That was I think it was in and out before Philion was moving. Yeah, it was a laser. Um, game. You know, his first first game, he's he's everything is advertised. He's athletic. Um, I mean, I I lost count of him many times in close. He's down and up, down and up, down and up. Mm-hmm. He's not just a butterfly 
pushing side to side. Um, yeah, there's a few goals he'd probably like to have back. The fifth one, I think, it was a tip just through his five hole, but it was like he let it in and then he'd make miraculous saves or he'd make the easy saves or he'd just, you can see that the potential is there. Yeah. That's a game in more than a year. Mm -hmm. Um, was I expecting seven, 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 eight, seven? No. Um, I was expecting maybe five, four kind of thing. But, um, after the first, first period, I was like, okay, we might have a bit of a goalie battle here Mm -hmm. between Arsenal, who's no slouch in himself and, and Philly on, but you could see, you could see just, I mean, the guy is dialed in. Uh, what do you think of Nathan, Nathan Casey? Because I'll be honest, did you I notice didn't. He got, I, he, do you notice him getting ice time in overtime? No, I didn't. He was on the ice in overtime. Was he? As a okay. 16-year-old call-up playing his first game in the queue. Done. Like, <laughs> I got to say something about that. That's the fact that he was on the ice mm-hmm. as a 16-year-old playing his first game in the queue in overtime, playing three-on-three. That gets me excited about him. That gets me excited about. I already, I know Dan Lacroix is a good coach, but it tells me that he's going to be able to develop these players. He's going to give these players the ice time. If there were, if we still had a particular coach in Moncton, these sixteen-year-olds would have their asses glued to the bench, and they would only have the first three lines out every game. He rolls the lines. He mm-hmm. doesn't care who's out there. Mm-hmm. He trusts everybody on the ice, and that's huge for these players' development. I was amazed. I was shocked. I I I, I look up for two seconds and I see fourteen on the ice in white. I'm like, who the hell is fourteen? I'm like, Nathan Casey mm-hmm. getting ice time in overtime. Unbelievable. So I I couldn't be I couldn't be happier. Uh, I was I loved it, and um, that. Uh, that two on two on one with him and Loshing, where Loshing just got robbed by Arsenal. Yeah, if you go back and look, watch that highlight. Casey comes out of nowhere to make that play. His speed for a sixteen year old bonkers. I think he <laughs> might be faster than Loshing. Well, we found out Pave, why Pavin's faster than Loshing. Yes, that we did. <laughs> that we did. Yeah. Honest yeah. to God, I think I think Casey and Lo, I think Casey might have a might have a step on Loshing. Honest to God. Wow. Like it's you gotta you gotta look, go, go look back. At that at that highlight of of him and Loshing on a two and one, mm-hmm. yeah, Loshing got robbed. But watch, you don't even see Casey in the picture, sure. and then all of a sudden he's boom, he's right there. Like it's 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 unbelievable how uh, I mean it comes with being in a hockey family. Yeah, yeah. When your dad's a coach, you're probably on the ice every day from when you're two years old. The first time you can put skates on, you're probably on the ice, and you can tell like that's he is wheeling out there. And on the ice, doing the right things to get yes. faster, not yeah. just not just on the ice. Future um, captain, mark my mark my words, future captain. Barbashev's missed, yes, like for three games into a season. Um, and credit the depth of this hockey club, both in the Bathurst game to get eight seven, and then in the six five loss to St. John. Um, Barbashev is missed on that ice, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like it's you can tell, yeah, uh, you you can tell. Uh, and it's kind of the same as Loshing was missed in the first couple, right? Yeah. Like like it's, um, these are top six forwards that are making an impact on this hockey club. It doesn't help when you're, when you've got like three top six forwards out of the lineup, (laughs) uh, Barbashev, LaBelle, uh, I wouldn't say, I would call Pavin a top six forward, but Danielle was out of the lineup too. And, um, 
yes, he's missed. Uh, he's day to day. Hopefully, he's in the lineup tonight. Uh, don't know about that. I don't see La- uh, Labelle in the lineup. No, he got rocked pretty good. Yeah, he got folded in half. Yeah. Uh, but I'm hoping I'm hoping Barbershop's back in the lineup. I know the boys up in Bathurst are hoping to see him. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's still I still don't know. I don't even know what happened. I couldn't even find what had happened to him. No idea. I thought maybe it was just a, and it's funny, a maintenance day. You know, I thought maybe three games you were gonna have back to back. I thought maybe they're gonna give them load management. Load management, yeah. Like, as, which seems funny to say for these guys that have been waiting four months. But mm-hmm. you know, sometimes he's been relied on a lot, and he's exuding a lot of energy to help this hockey club. Um, yeah, and then Sunday, six five, a very like you said, very heartbreaking. Uh, another classic. Uh, like Jamie Tozer, friend of the show, tweeted out. I mean, he was at the eight seven game, and then he tweeted out. Halfway through 40, it was 5-4. He's like, is this another one? Um, Another classic between Moncton and St. John. Uh, They were up 3-0, and, you you know, on Pat Nota, I think it was three goals on 12 shots or seven shots or three goals on eight shots. Never good. Um, And 3-0 is the worst lead in hockey. Here's the other part. This is why you don't take out fighting in hockey. And you take out... And they, they, they're they suspended for this, the staged fight. This was not two goons coming off the the bench playing their seven or their two minutes of hockey and they're just going to fight all night. Um, they tried to make it not staged by skating around for a little bit. Um, but this is exactly why you, you shouldn't take fighting out of hockey. St. John, Liam Leonard, you know, for... What he is as a player, he knew exactly what to do to turn this hockey game around. And his team needed a spark. God love Jake Stewart. You cannot take this fight. Um, Liam Leonard knew what he was doing to spark his club. It absolutely worked. They ended up outscoring him 6-2 to two in the final 40. Um, and again, that's a better trade-off for St. John, the way Liam Leonard's going, or the way Jake Stewart's playing for us right now. He's a top penalty killer, top face-off guy. I just, as soon as that fight happened, um, I said in the car to Layla, I said, I will not be surprised if St. John wins this, and that will be the topic of this game for me. A, you need to keep fighting in the game, not the stage goon two-minute crap, but this is a fight that St. John needed momentum. They'd been outscored, what, 9-2 to two in the past four periods. They needed something. Liam Leonard knew it. He jumped over the boards, and unfortunately, Jake Stewart's done a lot of good that's not a fight you can take because that's two points. I'm, I'm not saying he cost it. We had tons of chances to win that hockey game. Don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm, this isn't all on, on Stu, but you just can't take that fight up 3 nothing. So um, that's my take on, on that part of the game. Other than that, it was pretty much a classic. I mean, DLC was on, again, an A game from what I saw. I didn't see a lot of it, but 51 shots. Yeah. Tough to. He had a lot of rubber thrown at him that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think there's much for me to add. Uh, you, <laughs> you pretty much nailed it. That was, um, you know, when we talk about points, right, and how uh, winning percentage is a big deal this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, points is always a big deal, but you know, winning percentage is your uh, is what you really need. Yep. That one point might go a long way. You know, if they could have got it at least overtime, that one point could go a long way, uh, and. You know that you're you're 29 seconds away from at least a point. Yeah, 
uh, against St. John, a team that, you know, you, you, I mean, yeah, I've said, I haven't said great things about them, but you know, they Moncton got off to a three, nothing lead. And, uh, when I saw that I was on a walk and, and I saw a three, nothing lead. I'm like, yeah, that's, I'm not feeling comfortable about this lead. No, I, I, I tweeted out like it's three, nothing great, but we've seen these teams play these kind of games before. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, this is this is this game for me was it's it's a learning it's a learning yeah. experiment. Yeah. Um I'm not going to say anything bad. If this would have happened last year, we'd be having a different conversation. For sure. I'd be probably dropping some F bombs left and right <laughs> here. But I understand it with this team, it's it's a learning it's a learning curve. They're going to learn from it. Yep. Uh and they've got the right leadership group. They've got the right, you know, guys behind the bench to really l- look listen. This is why you play sixty minutes. This is this is why you play sixty minutes. This is why you don't play, uh, you know, fifty nine minutes and thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. They had a one goal lead with with six minutes left in the game, right? Yeah. Um, when I when I saw that goal, I got a little excited, and I and I probably shouldn't have, because uh, against a team like St. John, a one goal lead with six minutes left, there's a lot of time left. And it's probably the hot, one of the hottest lines in the queue going. Yeah, and they proved it. They proved it, right? Yeah. It's a it's a learning curve. They'll get over it, and I think they're going to have a pretty good effort against Bathurst. Uh, it's uh, you know I think they're they're going to want to make up for it because they know points are important. Mm-hmm. We've shown that we can play against Bathurst. Don't know who's going to be out of the lineup. Uh, notice how I'm professionally transitioning into the preview. I do, and notice we can that? go right into that if oh, you want. It. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> Just following up on your your lessons, like every game is a lesson. They've mm-hmm. played five games so far. They've only been blown out once, and that was the first game in 116 days. Got it. Uh, the seven two. I mean five four. They got a point. They six two. They won eight seven. They got that point, and then six five. Like that's exactly what they're learning. So you know, perfectly transitioned by yourself. Uh, this is it. I mean, no, with no schedule after this, these three games, this is pretty much it. It's a game day up in Bathurst tonight. Mm-hmm. Gotta believe we're gonna see Bednar. Uh, yeah, I think we only saw Arsenal yeah. because it was a back to back. Gotta believe you don't have to play him. Like you don't have to. You can, you can uh, rest him. Not that Chad Arsenal is gonna give up seven again, but um, step one to having a chance against uh, getting two points against Bathurst, maybe take Ben MacArthur. Be a good, give a good start. <laughs> What's he got? Like six, seven goals in two games, or something like that. Something silly like that. Yeah, yeah. he's, uh, you know, if he's, if uh, the boys up in Bathurst don't think he's uh, going to be around as a twenty-year-old next season, hey, we'll take him. Yeah, hundred we'll, we'll percent. We'll take him. Um, yeah. No, he's he's been unreal. He's uh, he's been really good. Uh, he's got a heck of a shot, uh, and he's putting up numbers that uh, I didn't think he would be putting up in junior hockey. Uh, for me, I thought he was a. I think he was a free agent too. I think they got him as a free. I don't think they drafted him. Maybe I'm uh, wrong. Nope. Invited. A, I just go, brought up his agent. stats to check. Yeah. A. Yeah, you're right. He was invited. B. He's got six goals. Six goals in two games against us. And since the March restart, he's got nine goals, one assist, and for ten points. Like. Mm-hmm. I remember when first uh, step take sixty one. Yeah. When uh, Johnny up in Bathurst was saying early in the season, saying he, you know, didn't think he'd be. Around, I think, next season. But look, look, if you don't want him in Bathurst, 
We'll gladly take him off take your hands him. as a twenty-year-old. We will take him. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's his start. Uh, another start for me with Bathurst is uh, how about getting some of these guys back in the lineup? I mean, um, Barbashev was missed. I don't think Labelle is going to be there. Pavin might be back. Uh, Danielle, I don't know about you. Uh, we need to mention Miles Mueller. I was just yeah. I was which, like, I was like, I, wait I a minute. To, there was a guy we. I have to mention something about Miles Mueller because. When I saw he was, I, this is not this is nothing against him. I've never watched him play. No, right. Um, last season, I hadn't hadn't even heard of him. I don't know who I didn't know who he was, what his story was. Um, he's born, I think he was born in Switzerland. Switzerland I think. Yeah. Uh, I think I believe his mom is from, his mom is from either Camelton or, uh, or or Dalhousie, one of those northern communities. So that's what made him eligible for the Q draft. I knew nothing about this kid. And when I saw it was a tenth round pick, I was like, okay. Which I'll... is rare for those just tuning in. Like this is our draft insider that we're gonna get into later on in the season. But yeah. I've already got my top ten for Atlantic Canada, by the way. Nice. Which we'll get into next We'll get week. into when we yeah. Um I'd never heard of this kid. I uh, didn't know anything about him. Um I knew he was you know, I saw his name as a tenth round pick. I was like, okay, I don't know anything about you. You don't see very many tenth round picks mm-hmm. playing in the league. Uh and for a player well, you do, but you know, I I know I know these names, right? It's you know, I follow midget hockey enough to know. Okay, well, this guy's a tenth round pick; he might have a chance to play in the league someday. I mean this with the greatest amount of respect, but for the life of me, I never thought we'd see the day Miles Mueller played a game in the queue. Nope, I can remember the day he was drafted. You were like, I I don't know, like, and you knew him, but you didn't think. Yeah. And, and like I said, I mean that with the most respect, uh, yeah. just because I didn't know who he was. Uh, and I think that's a testament to just the drafting, right? Uh, they're finding these 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 dark horses in the later rounds. Look, I don't know how many other games he's going to play in this league. Uh, might play tonight. He might play tonight. We, we don't know that. But it just comes back to just, you know, finding these, these, these late round yeah. guys uh, that are – you know they may not contribute. They may just be call ups. But what did what did the Wildcats say? He was the fifth. How many guys have they had from the twenty twenty draft? They tweeted it on Sunday when the, they uh, six so, five or six already. Yeah, no, not that and, many. And when and funny when you said that there was a a, a debut Sunday, I thought Ethan Delamont because yeah. he's he's right in that backyard. Now I thought maybe I didn't know Pavan was out, so I thought Pavan was playing forward. Delamont would be the extra defenseman. So we've had Loshing. Yasenza, Casey, uh, Mueller, Danielle. Yeah, five. Five. Yeah. And they had nine players in the lineup that were 16 or 17. Yep. And they're with these teams, right? They're playing with these teams. And you go back the year before. Pavan, Pilat, Summers, uh, Chediac Sniper, LeBlanc, uh, DeRose's played, Isaac Wilson's played. So, again, like, Chian's played. Obviously, Zach LaRue's played, but. Mm-hmm. Who? Yeah. <laughs> LaRue who? Uh, the the newest forward for the Trouble VR Aces. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. The yeah. It, and I didn't watch the game, so I'm kind of hoping he plays in Bathurst so I can see what he plays like. But I mean, I wasn't gonna expect anything from. I picked him to score the first goal of his Q career in the Wildcats pick a goal because nobody else is, and you shoot your shot. But um, yeah, it's it's a testament to exactly what you talked about last week. When you're in the ninth, tenth round, you have to hit on players that could play eventually in your lineup. 
Are they going to play, you know, year one? Probably not, but good on him, and hopefully he gets uh, hopefully he gets to play some more. Um, the Sea Dogs game, no idea what to expect on Friday. I mean, we've seen everything from Moncton winning six two to getting their heart broken to tripping um, in overtime. Like it's so we got what a game tonight. We had a game Friday. And we get a game Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, and that's our that's our March schedule and crazy. What Just do you like, want out of these uh, out of these three? What do I want? Yeah, uh, I want points wise. So three, so six points. Give me three points. That's what I'm thinking. Now, whether that's three overtime losses, sure, take it, take it, take it and run. But I think they're, I think they get a win, a loss, and an OT loss. I got to ask when when the schedule came out. I got to ask what I, what I thought the record would be after eight games. Um. I had people saying they're not going to win a game. I had people saying they're only going to win one game. I said they were going to go three, four, and one, whether it be an overtime loss or yeah. a shootout loss. I think I said two and six. If I can get th- if we can get three wins in eight games, sold. So I'll take it. Yeah, like that's you know three, three, six, seven, seven out of sixteen points against Bathurst and St. John. I'll take it any day. Yep. Uh, who were kind of who were expected to be at the top of the division yep. and compete. Mm-hmm. And when this schedule came out, you're looking at who we were playing, and you're like, "Man, we got to play these two teams. Mm-hmm. Like, we might go zero and eight, but yeah, we've... it's been uh, a hell of a ride. Like, yep. it's been a really, really productive um, couple of weeks uh, that I think have surpassed many people's expectations. Uh, well, we've both said it; they're not going to be Bathurst bad. No, and they're they're going to surprise some teams, mm-hmm. and I mean I think they're surprising. I think Bathurst after seven two, probably thought this one's like, yeah, we can start Arsenal because it doesn't like right seven two. There's, I think uh, St John kind of thought the same thing. They've got that aura of what they're expected to do against Moncton, and it bit him in the ass in the first one. So I, yeah, I think three points in. In these final three, 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 three points in three games, I'll take it. Uh, I'll, and I I'll be, believe I'll be Fillion gets another start. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because uh, it's uh, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Yeah, I hope he gets. I hope he gets at least one. Um, I don't know when. Bold prediction tonight. You think? Yeah. Oh, I know the boys on Bathurst will love that. <laughs> I don't oh yeah, I get, yeah. Maybe not. Maybe go give him against St. John because they gave him seven goals there. When you say the boys in Bathurst, you mean the podcast boys. I thought That's you right. meant the, the team. Yeah, no, I think I'd maybe save them for St. John because DLC's played every game against them, so they know DLC. Um, yeah, maybe give them the, another home game. I mean, you don't know how many games you're going to have left, so you might as well show off your your top. Yeah, I'd give, I would give them one. Uh, I would give them St. John just to, for the hell of it. Yeah. St. John hasn't seen him yet, so. Yeah. That's that's part of it, right? Yeah. Uh, you got to go with. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'll go Saint. I'll go Saint John. Just uh, just because I haven't seen him yet, and uh, just because I know he wants to be able, he wants to rebound from that first game, and because uh, yeah, if you look at his 
goals against and his save percentage are not pretty. <laughs> uh, so, but there's there's step one. Uh, step one. Baby is baby steps right now. Yeah. Right. If he if he wins eight seven, I'm it's cool. <laughs> you know, if he wins one nothing, cool. You know, if he, I don't care. Like it's yeah. just get him this get him into game action. Because like I said earlier, if there was another coach behind this bench right now. He'd be glued to the he'd be he Philon would have his ass glued to the bench. It wouldn't even play. I think he'd be up in the stands and they'd have a 17, 18 year old. Probably goaltender. some 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 cast some cast off from yeah, the Ontario yeah, yeah, Hockey yeah. League. Yeah, yeah. That's uh that's actually more, more <laughs> realistic. <laughs> um what I do know is Friday, uh so we tweeted out the last home game was the number one rated event in Canada, twenty two ninety one fans. Last game, twenty two ninety four. So if you want to be a part of Still the biggest breaking event, records. Yeah, if you want to be a part of the biggest event, A, use your ticket from November twenty seventh. B get your tickets. Uh there should be some left on on Ticketmaster. So uh you're gonna be entertained. This team is you're gonna be entertained against this. Uh last one, seven two is nine, uh eight seven. Let's give the over under at nine. For what? Total goals against Bathurst tonight. Taking the over, you taking the under. Oh, I'll go under. Yeah. I'm gonna go under tonight. Because they yeah. I mean they scored they scored nine in the first one and fifteen in the second. So mm-hmm. I think it might be a little bit of a defensive showdown <laughs> this one. <laughs> At uh, least the coaches are hoping so. Yeah. No, I I'll go I'll take the under on yeah. nine. Yeah. But uh ask me again later in the week on that <laughs> uh, that Friday night and Saturday yeah. night and that's that uh, Friday night and uh Sunday game. I might have a different answer for you. I'm going to go ahead and take the over, and I'm going to go 6-4. I'm not going to say for who. It's going to go 6-4 because there will be an, an empty netter. So, um, yeah, that's that's our preview. So let's get to, for everyone who's new to the show, this will now become your favorite part of the week. Eric Murray Realty. Buy a house from him. Stick tap of the week. Uh, so we're kind of going to stick a little a little close to home here. Um and it comes, it ties back to the whole supporting small businesses. And uh, I want to give the stick tap of the week to JDI, um, so the Irving Company. Uh, because what the Irving Company did is they gave a $100 gift card, MasterCard to 140,000 of their employees. So that's $1.4 million. Wow. Um, in gift cards that JDI uh, gave to their employees. So each one of these $140,000, $140,000 employees got a $100 MasterCard mm-hmm. with the sole purpose of promising that you'll spend it at a small business. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because for those who haven't watched the show, I know I kind of stress all this importance about small business and you know, making sure these businesses stay open. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, that's I a, thought that, that was, was really great, cool. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so that was uh, that was super super thoughtful. Um, and I know they posted about it. Um, Jesse Vergen, who is actually the uh, chef at the uh, St. John Ale House, he posted on his Facebook page, and he had people commenting saying, "Yeah, yeah, I got it too." You know, we went to we went to so and so restaurant, and and and. And all this, and you know, they get the oddball that says, "Yeah, I went to McDonald's." Well, go screw yourself, McDonald's. <laughs> um, the, the ones that go eat McDonald's are the same ones who say they're not getting the vaccine because they don't know what's in it, but they're the ones that eat McDonald's, right? That they tweet uh, on their phone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, I thought that was really cool, really, th- uh, really close, and and really thoughtful uh, move by the JDI uh, group of companies. And um, 
yeah, so that was the stick tap. Uh, going back to last week's with the Putin week. Um, oh, yeah. They all, you know, they all got yeah. posted to the Facebook page today, and my God, some of them look amazing. Uh, there's one, I think, at Sports Rock, which is like a... Uh, nacho? Is that the nacho one? I don't know what it was, but it's got like diagonally thinly sliced hot dogs with like a spicy ketchup dressing on okay, top. Okay, that was and, one, uh, yeah. I'm like, oh, jumping Jesus. Good thing April 1st is payday because, <laughs> oh, um, yeah. So what do we say on the over again? We said there's 30 restaurants. There's 30 restaurants. 11 days. We said eight. Wasn't it eight? Eight, yeah. So I'm going to try to eat eight poutines in 11 days. Um, yeah, that's going to be tough. But uh, I'll I'm gonna try to do that. So I think the fa- what is uh it's uh, feast feast Atlantic I want to say um, I believe that's what you said, yeah feast feast, uh, feast Atlantic and they've got all the uh, they posted uh, all the all the patins. So I'll just uh, name a couple here. Now is this obviously you want to go out and support the business and go right. there and have the poutines? But can you get them ordered home to you too, or is it just a dining in experience? That I don't know because okay. what I'm thinking of doing is when we do our show on uh, April the 6th, we'll be recording on April the 6th. Yep. Maybe we can order some poutines and uh, do a live review <laughs> of the uh, said poutine on, uh, on, on air. That's going to translate much better on YouTube than oh, it absolutely. did last time when we were doing it. And we're we were just talking. our faces <laughs> with poutine. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... Just uh, just looking things over, Lenny's takeout in Chidiac looks like absolute horse shit. Um, so don't go there. Um, it's literally just popcorn chicken on top of fries, cheese, and and gravy. Um, sorry, but that's not a poutine. That's no, that's popcorn sp- chicken. You're on... supposed to elevate it, take yeah. a poutine to the next level. Yeah. And throwing popcorn chicken on top of a poutine <laughs> is not is not a poutine. That helps no one. That's you know you're not doing anything with it. Yeah. Um. Where's the one from Sports Rock? Because it literally looked absolutely fantastic. I'm sorry, I'm scrolling through okay. these here uh, because I know there was um, here. To, is this it? The no, that's the one in Dieppe. There's one that's like a nacho grande. This is the one, Mountain Road. The Bring Me Back Poutine. Let's get a little listen. We're bringing you back to a few nostalgic kids' faves: mac and cheese, home cut fries, bacon, deep fried hot dogs, drizzled in a mild sweet chili ketchup. Like I think I want that one. On you want to talk 6. about? Okay, look, get that nine one one ambulance on speed dial because that's yeah. just a heart attack on a plate. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't care about the gravy. Like, I, I gravy's okay, yeah. right? Yeah. But this is taking a poutine and elevating it, taking it to the next level. Mac and cheese and hot dogs on a poutine. Sign me up. Sold. Stick Done. it in my veins. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's. I think that's absolutely phenomenal. Um. So that's definitely one of those ones where it's it's going to be a, a, a go to. Mm-hmm. I've already told Megan. I said I know what we're doing on on April first for supper is is yeah. going to the sports rock. Um, a few of them look really good. Uh, a, a few of them are actually kind of fancy looking poutines too, which you know not a big fancy food guy, but right. uh, if if you can you know step up your game and and make it into a poutine, you know maybe I'll try it. But that sports rock one's got my name written all over it. You know what? You should, uh, for all of them that you're doing, just take a picture and we'll put it on the old Instagram. Yes, we can so, do that. Yep. As I said earlier, you're going to want to follow us on Instagram. Um, yeah, that's. those are some excellent stick taps, sir. Thank you. Oh, man. My, <laughs> my mouth's watering. 
I drink all my the water. The Stick Tap Week, sponsored by Eric Murray Real Estate with the Remax Avante team. If you're looking to buy or sell a home in the greater Moncton or surrounding area, make sure to check him out on social media or give him a call at 506-863-8802. All right, now it's time for the Rosemary Lynn's Massage Wildcat of the massage. Week. Massage. Um, look, this was a good week for rookies. Uh, this team is showing that they have depth. Uh, two of their top six players were out. Guys ste- in Barbashev and LaBelle. Um, guys stepped up. One of those guys that had a really good week had a goal and an assist in back-to-back games on Wednesday and Sunday or and Saturday. He was the hardest worker during Saturday's contest. He followed it up with a goal against St. John on Sunday. Um, he's got a three-game goal streak, a five-game point streak. Your Rosemary Lynn Massage Wildcast Wildcat of the Week is number fifteen, Matthias Cloutier. Um Oh, he looked at me like a son No, of- I thought you were going with a different player. <laughs> and then I was going to try and be like, oh, can I even honorable mention? And my honorable mention is going to be Kluche. So I think that was pretty cool. <laughs> Caught you by surprise. I was like, very much. I was like, no way. I said his name wrong. Like, I'm not no, the No, no, I thought name. you were going Hudson. And I was like, oh, okay. Nah, uh, there was a few I could have got. I almost went Bernier, too. He could get an honorable stick tap. Yeah. Uh, so don't forget, Rosemary Lynn Massage. Uh, her grand opening is April 19th from 4 to 8. April 20th is her opening day. Um, she's going to do. Relaxing, therapeutic, deep tissue massage, mommy-to-be massage, among whatever you can get. Um, she'll do it. They're located at 1224 Mountain Road, Unit 6. Uh, you can book your appointment starting April 9th. Call Nicole at 830-1224. As well, you can follow her on Facebook and Instagram, Rosemary underscore Lynn's underscore massage. That's it. That'll do it for this week. Again, thanks for everyone for joining us on the podcast as well. Thanks for everyone joining us on YouTube. Again, don't forget to subscribe and like on YouTube. Let's grow this thing. Let's make our faces famous. Uh, Friday, St. John, user November 27th ticket. That'll do it for us. We got no idea what uh, the April schedule will bring, but we'll be back next week to at least recap the final three games. Bring me that bubble. (laughs) Have a good one. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wildcast Podcast. Follow us on social media at Moncton Wildcast.